Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Biz How To. Welcome to the Breakfast Show. I'm Ryan Huang. In a competitive business landscape, companies seeking advantages to attract and retain talent are looking towards more options. And one of them is employee stock ownership plans or ESOPs. So they are emerging as a compelling option and they can help cultivate an ownership mindset by granting employees a stake in a company through stock shares. So you've got research showing that companies offering ESOPs often experience higher customer loyalty, enhanced product quality and superior service. So today on this How To, we draw some insights from an e-commerce aggregator and brand builder that recently completed a company-wide ESOP buyback. Let's find out more from JJ Chai. He's the co-founder of Rainforest, where all full-time employees are granted employee share options. Welcome to the show, JJ. Good to be here. Thanks, Ryan. Great to have you on. So let's get into it. Share with us what made you decide hey, ESOPs are the way to go. What are some of the advantages of ESOPs to full-time employees? Yeah, um, you know, it stems from my own previous experience in uh, companies like uh, Airbnb and Carousel, where, you know, as an employee, I got ESOP as as an employee. Um, And the idea here is to ensure that everyone in the company, every employee actually grows with the company as the value of the company grows. When you start off as a startup, you know, the value of the company is is tiny, right? A few Mm. million dollars worth. And hopefully, if it's successful, it becomes hundreds of millions of dollars worth or even more. Um, the classic story is obviously yourself, uh, your Facebook guy who came and painted the office, got paid in shares, and eventually that was worth you know millions of dollars for painting the office. Uh, that's the extreme case. But the idea here is similar, which is that like you know instead of uh, getting cash up front, you delay delay the sort of outcomes, uh, but you might get a much bigger outcome in the future as the company grows. Now that could be the case of Rainforest. You no, know, these shares being worth millions down the road. So if you look at the mechanisms in place, you know, how does this normally work? You give it out. At the point of hiring every year? Yeah, so the way it works is that like we allocate a pool of uh, part of the company, a percentage of the company as an ESOP pool. So we agree with the board and say this percentage of the company for us is about over 10%. Mm. And we'll use this to allocate out to employees to incentivize them and uh, give them ownership in the company. And when uh, employees join the company, they, uh, grant, they get a grant. So they get a certain amount. And the grant is actually vested typically over four years. And every three months, some parts of it gets uh, vested to them. And they get to keep that ESOP. And at the point of liquidity, which is either buyback or IPO or uh, someone wants to buy it, they get to sell that uh, at whatever price that's being offered. Yeah, that's an important point, right? Because your company is not listed, so it's not... I guess traded freely, you have to go wait for these events to happen. That's right. Uh, unlike public listed companies, uh, private companies like ours or startups, typically, um, you know, there is a time window where this happens. It only happens when there's a buyback event, which we are offered at Rainforest last year, um, or a uh, or an IPO event, or a secondary sale where an investor who's coming in and says like, "Hey, I'm, you know, I value your company at two hundred million. Uh, we're going to buy some of that from employees as well, and this is how much they'll get." Yeah, so quite an interesting idea. And on the surface, it does sound like common sense, right? You want your employees to be invested in your company. So why not give them a stake in the company? So when someone goes through this process, you know, designing an ESOP for your company, what should they be thinking about? What are some of the considerations before setting it up? Yeah, um, well, the starting point is really around the, so how the founders and owners think about the, the culture of the company. For us, one of our core values is really around, really around ownership mindset, which is like we want people to think and decide like an owner of the company when they sort of make decisions for customers and the products that they do and so on. So that's 
really living up to the values by giving them shares and ownership in the company. That's the first thing. Uh, the other part of it mechanically is really around uh, setting up the pool in there, which is around how much of the company are you going to give out. And the other piece is really around who gets it. Right? Not, we're actually quite a unique case in that every employee gets uh, ESOP down to full-time uh, interns even. Right. So um, in other cases, you might want to only do it for executives, for example. Well, full-time interns, so even before passing probation, you already get a stake in the company. Um, they need to be full-time. So they need to still invest and stay for the sort of like three months or a year. Right. A year. Usually there's a year, um, what we call a cliff. So you have to finish the first year where you get your first uh, tranche. Yeah. I suppose uh, this brings to mind then, what would be perhaps some of the potential drawbacks when you give out ESOPs, right? You're giving up the company. What else would you be having to bear in mind when it comes to risks? Yeah, so um, I'll talk to you from both sides. Right? One side of it is really around the company side. Uh, the obvious downside of it is that like you are giving away part of the company and it is worth, the, the shares are worth something down the line and it could be worth a lot down the line. Right? So um, so that is one part of it, which is uh, both investors, owners need to agree that like, you know, we, we are going to give up part of this. It's value of the company it could be worth a lot down the line and we want to give it to the, to the employees. So that is one part of it. The second part of it is really downside is uh, the administrative aspects of it, which is you need to manage this even after employees have left. In most cases, you need to manage the ESOP program. And this is where tools like, uh, you know, using software tools like Capita and all uh, come into play to help you manage these kind of things. So those are the, the bit of downsides for the company. For the employees, the main thing here is really around you're substituting cash for stock. And stock is not something that's liquid right now. You can't buy your lunch, your house, your car with it right now. It's delayed. Hopefully, it's worth a lot more down the line, but there is that liquidity uh, issue at that point. Yeah, it could be worth more or less depending on how the market Exactly. Is. There's also a bit of a downside where it could be, you know, at the extreme zero, but hopefully it gets to a good outcome down the line. And like many startups, some will do well, some will not do well, some might even go out of business. So your shares might even be worthless in the business. Exactly. So, so that is one of the biggest risks, uh, apart from illiquidity, there's also the risk of the going concern of the company itself, um, which is why, you know, for us at Rainforest, we, we did this buyback, right, which is to A, solve a little bit of liquidity, mm. also show that, you know, we, we had a good year where we were a bit profitable and using some of that earnings to actually buy back and give them some of the liquidity there. All right, we are in conversation with JJ Chan. He's the co-founder of Rainforest, which has implemented ESOPs for the company, giving out shares to employees to give them a stake in the business. So let's talk about some of the tax implications that we have to bear in mind when it comes to ESOPs. Is there anything that we need to be aware of when it comes to the extra costs, compliance, etc.? Yeah, um, the tax implications for employees are, in Singapore at least, relatively light. You're not taxed on ESOPs that you can't sell. So, you know, they, it may be worth, on paper, you know, you might be granted ESOPs that's worth uh, $10,000. But um, because it's not liquid, you can't sell it. The IRS does not actually tax you on it. So that's the good part of it. You're only taxed at a point of liquidity, meaning that at a point of sale. There is a soft edge case that this is uh, a bit different, where if you're a foreigner in Singapore and you're employed in, uh, and you get shares and you leave the country, mm. this is where IRS uh, will come in and ask for uh, some amount of tax uh, before you leave the country. So this is where it gets a little bit tricky in some situations. Any ballpark figures of what to expect or budget for when you talk about these extra taxes? Yeah, so it's a uh, tax that income tax rates. Right? So your typical uh, income tax rates. The the challenge here is that like you know you are getting paid in uh, shares that are not cash and then you have to sort of pay IRAs in uh, cash uh, liquid which is uh, kind of a challenge so in multinational
multinational companies, this typically the companies, uh, good companies will step in and try to help out in, in this kind of situations if uh, relocation happens, for example. Okay, so if an employee has the ESOP stocks and they go overseas due to relocation, they can still trade it, I suppose? And they can still trade it. Um, but again, remember, the window of trading only happens infrequently. Uh, right. right. So at the point when they relocate, they may not be opportunity for, for that chance to cash out at that point in time. But yet, at the same time, they start incurring a bill with IRAs to pay out. Yeah, I think it's quite an important idea to look at if you've got a startup, especially if cash flow is an issue. And if you want to encourage more ownership in the company. So with the landscape of ESOPs, how do you see this playing out in the future? Is it evolving towards a certain nature? Do you see new features being incorporated longer vesting times, for example? So what we've seen is that like senior executives tend to value ESOP a lot. They understand mm-hmm. the value of it and they understand that like sort of delayed, uh, the delayed value of it can be quite high in the future. And the more junior levels, you know, the soft cash concerns tend to be higher. So they also prefer that package in cash and so on. Uh, I think what's happening in the whole ecosystem for in especially in tech startups is that more and more of us are trying to solve like educate the value of ESOP which is this can be worth a lot down the future look at the sort of like early employees of Grab they are, are Shopee and so on they manage to sort of get some liquidity out of it and the value of it is getting more and more understood and that's where sort of like the, the use of ESOP becomes more and more normalized and understood as high value as much as cash right um, versus sort of a discussion where uh, employees are only asking fully in cash and you know for startups it's quite tough to set up their entire compensation in, in cash form. Yeah, talk about compensation. How do you decide what is the right ratio of mix you know, besides between cash and shares when you're giving, for example, a bonus or just a reward? Yeah, this is a tough one. It's a bit of art and a science uh, side of things. The, the science side of things uh, comes from very soft hard numbers. Your CFO tells you how much cash and budget you have and it's all say like, hey, that's, you know, uh, that's not quite exciting for, for the employees and so on. How do we sort of add, add to it, right? Like, you know, can we add sort of uh, ESOP to it and so on? The art side of things is really around like, you know, uh, at which levels, at what kind of percentages are sort of interesting, makes it enticing for them and makes them feel like ownership, right? This, you know, at $2 per share, for example, this could be worth how much? At, if this company doubles at $4, could be worth how much? So thinking through those scenarios and then making sure it's sort of like uh, there's enough skin in the game for them employees to work hard together, grow the company, grow the value of the company and get the rewards out of it as, a, as an owner as well. Yeah, skin in the game and growing a company, investing in your employees by giving them your own shares. That is the way ESOP is going to be an interesting option for many companies, especially the startup landscape. We've been chatting with JJ Chai. He's the co-founder of Rainforest, helping us unpack how ESOPs work, employee stock ownership programs. So that's something you can look at if you are running a business. Thank you for your time today, JJ. Thanks, Ryan. Stay Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.